Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right. Holy smokes. I've been elevated to a weather source, according to Scott, said Brian Kelly. I am coming up in the world. This is a big day for me. Mr. Kelly acknowledges, I know when I get wet. (laughs) Man, I know some stuff, don't I? Yeah. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby here. We have two hours. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Today Home Improvement Show. Uh, We can talk about the Helitech Foundation Repair, but I think with the rain falling out of the sky at the rate it has been, we probably will talk about waterproofing. The Home Improvement Show... Two hours, your opportunity for questions, answers, your favorite solutions. We share that together here on University of CAMOX. University of CAMOX, something I've coined a a phrase over the years just because you may think it's the other way around. This is where you learn things. This is one of the enormous venues for my learning. Uh, and in that capacity, I then get to share it. So 50,000 watts, CAMOX, some old-time stuff, 10 phone lines. By the way, here's your phone numbers. This is how you get into the classroom here, unless you'd like to come in, take one of the seats at the front, you know, just like church, you know, the pews in the front are open and the back is filled. But come on in. We've got a classroom for you, whether by radio or physicality. Come on down. It's a little bit of wet out there. But we've got the phone lines, 314-436-7900, toll free, any place on the globe, maybe in the universe, unqualified to uh, really make that judgment for you. But if you can get to the phone, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120, toll free number. Again, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. With me this morning, I have a special guest star, someone whom you've known before, and we're going to ask a lot of questions. As my, you know, horse friends would say, road hard, put away wet, Kevin Welch of Helitech. Kevin, good morning and welcome, and how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Scott. Good morning to you. Now, we're expecting big things with the rainfall, the wet soil, the drought, and the pay. I mean, uh... We need help, man. Yeah, it's uh, it was quite a bit of quite a bit of water last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, are you a rain gauge, or do you just watch it fall out of the sky like me and then get quoted later as I know when it's raining? We actually had a little pass out uh, last year. We were giving away um, to customers little rain gauges with our uh-huh. Helitech logo on them. So I got. I got one of those bad boys in my backyard. I oh. go out and check out after one of these rains. Oh, so you're the real authority. Oh, yeah, right. I know, I know when I get wet, and you know how wet you get. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh well. Kevin Welch, Helitech, one of the consultants. He gets around town in very many capacities. We're going to talk about ways we can keep the water out of your basement. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, Kevin. I understand you were uh, uh, um, drafted here um, momentarily to uh, come on down this Saturday. Oh, no, it's always a pleasure to be with you. So, when we get yeah. fa- cats and, f- and dogs and cats falling out of the sky, better known as heavy rainfall, you know, you're pulled in like the hook on the stage. Yeah, exactly. We got, we've got reps out there today that are working, and oh. we've got uh, staff in the office answering phones on Saturday, which isn't... Uh, isn't an everyday thing, but we anticipated this thing, saw it coming, and decided we better we better staff up and have everybody ready in case the phones are ringing off the wall, which I believe they are. Well, good for you. I mean, hey, uh, again, just just you know, 
FYI, uh, way to go. High five to you. You know, I mean, show yeah. up when it's rain when people need you. Yep, exactly. Right. Well, we're going to uh, talk some um, foundation, waterproofing, rainfall. Um, I'll, I'll ask you some pretty odd questions like what can a homeowner, how, how strange a thing can a homeowner find around the house? Things like that. So sure. you would do a little time with us here on Game Looking forward to it. All right. I've got him shackled right to the base there. So I've got his left leg shackled to the desk. He's not going anywhere, folks. But we've got phone lines. This is how you do 800-925-1120 or the perennial favorite 314-436-7900-436-7900. My name is Scott Mosby. I've been around here for a while. This is my 21st year, I think, uh, on KMOX. Kind of a cool thing to do. I mean, to, to have a seat that long on you know, one of the United States, one of the nation's most storied radio shows or talk sh- radio stations. And, you know, frankly, this home improvement show on KMOX goes way back. If you think about The Tonight Show, how many guest hosts they've had throughout its history, well, I'm the latest guy. There were three, four, or five before me. Hopefully, there will be three, four, or five after me. Uh, my segments, a uh, couple of decades Wow, I, you know, I, I I must be older. Shh, don't tell anybody. Huh. Phone lines, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My day job Monday through Friday is Mosby Building Arts. Uh, it is the family business. My father, Sam Mosby, founded it um, on some real basic principles like, you know, trust, fairness, honesty, do good work. And a big one that's a, it kind of sticks, um, lasting value. Do it right the first time, and then for the next decades, the customer receives that lasting value. And if you don't build it that way, you look good for a short time, falls apart, and then you're back in the market paying for the same improvement or repair or addition again. So lasting value, basically Sam Mosby's uh, moniker to future generations, hey, get it right the first time. There we go. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. If you want information on Mosby Building Arts, you can check out the website, simple, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com, callmosby.com, or the real website is mosbybuildingarts.com. But, man, that's a lot of letters to get right and spelling and such. So, Kevin, Mr. Welch, Mr. Helitech waterproofing expert with a baseball cardinal hat on, What's out there, brother? Uh, we're just getting, you know, a lot of a lot of water in basements, that's for sure. So wow. it looks like we're going to miss mostly of a peering season that we normally would be in at this time, but we just didn't get the – we haven't gotten the heat, and we haven't gotten – we've had some heat, of course, but well, sure. we haven't gotten the heat for a long period of time. So there's a, there's some areas that are, that are seeing a little bit of drought. Um, I've heard up north, but uh, here in the St. Louis, immediate St. Louis area, it's not, not happening, so – we're just doing a lot of waterproofing and a lot of still doing a lot of peering and a lot of things like that from last year's drought. So yeah, we're yeah. busy. We're very busy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, with I mean, we have a town named Claytown, Clayton. Yeah. I mean, we've got clay in this area. Ever wonder where all that brick came from? Why we're such a big brick area? I mean, the whole Midwest is masons and bricks and you know all that stuff. That's what keeps the Helitech boys busy. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So tell me, uh, what is peering? I mean, you know, forgive me for asking simple 
questions. But when I hear peering, P-I-E-R-I-N, what is that? So what it is is um, in our case, we have a couple of different peering systems that we work with. We have a helical peer. Um, which is like kind of like, looks like a giant screw or an auger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got uh, what's called a push pipe pier mm-hmm. or resistance pier, it's called in some cases. Um, but these are these are systems that are used to peer up a house when a house settles due to ground settlement. And we go in and we can peer the house up and keep it from moving anymore. So the, why would you use one sort of peering and not the other? Well, there's multiple reasons, but uh, in St. Louis, there are there are regions where we can't use a resistance pier or won't use a resistance pier uh, due to the soils being too silty and, and soft. Um, you start driving a, a, a resistance pier or pipe pier um, beyond 30 feet, you start getting into some issues that could occur. Um, one is additional cost because of the, the depth, but also you can get deflection. Yeah. And then now you're not getting a pier that's set in, you know, set in a good place. So that's when we would use the helical. Wow. So that's just one reason. Helical big screw in the yep. ground, and, and it can um, uh, get support, if you will, or resistance from many stratas of soil. So Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I must have been listening you, to you pretty well for the last few years, <laughs> Mr. Kevin. <laughs> Me and a lot of others, Scott. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kevin Welch, Helitech, Scott Mosby, KMOX, at your service. Phone lines wisely held off for you. We're getting to you right when we get back. We've got some cool stuff from our sponsors that will, by the way, uh, uh, make this possible to come to your home and share this information with you. Home improvement, Scott Mosby, Kevin Welch, at your service here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, Kevin Welch of Helitech in the house. Imagine that. We have an expert on a rainy day when foundations are leaking. Let's get started, see what kind of leaks we can deal with today. See if I can get the uh, right buttons pushed. Oh, man, that's that ejection. If I go silent really quickly here, uh, listeners, I, I hit the wrong button. You know, there's a James Bond button that, you know, that he's gone. Uh, got one of those here. And, um, you know, I'm only here one day a week. Sometimes I hit the wrong button. Let's see what if we can if we can put Norman together here. Hey, Norman, Kevin and Scott, how can we help? Hi, thanks for taking our call. I think I know the answer to the question, but I want to be sure. We have two outdoor faucets, you know, for the hose connectors and everything. Uh-huh. And every fall we go through the same routine, disconnect the hoses, turn off the uh, water from the inside. And I think we're supposed to leave the valve open on the outside. And you never really notice any type of drip but like in the midst of the bitter winter this past winter, uh, I happened to notice one of the faucets. It looked like a stalactite was coming down from it. Um, and again, it's, we do everything we're supposed to do. So the answer to the question is what? <laughs> First off, uh, it, that stalactite is perfect. That means that as the water drips or leaks out, it is just escaping from that faucet, and it is not building up a big icicle and splitting the uh, 
copper body, that housing of the uh, faucet itself. Uh, and that just means that the uh, the seal, the seat, the rubber uh, shutoff mechanism on the end of that long rod has uh, deteriorated a little bit. So the reason you leave the faucet open during the winter is so that's stalactite, that water continues to drip freely and pass and drain or weep, if you will, uh, and escape without causing damage. Um, and that it happens, that just means, you know, and, and it happens year-round. So it happens in the summer, it happens in the winter. So when faucet um, seal seats or O-rings um, wear out, that's what you, you get a little bit of a drip. So it's really the guts of that faucet. If you shut the water off from the inside, uh, that whole long plunger, if you, there's two nuts on the outside of that housing or that uh, faucet body, if you just uh, unscrew one of those and pull the center part out, you'll have a 10-inch long rod with a little rubber thing on the end. That little rubber thing on the end, take that into the hardware store um, and say, hey, can you, do you have another one of these? And then you put that thing back in there and screw it back in. So all you're doing is buying an 89-cent rubber washer or something that rebuilds that. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, and frankly, do them all. If you've got two faucets here, Norman, do them both because it's like uh, headlights. When one burns out, the other one's not long behind. So I just, you know, get them both because they're easy. Once you get the tools out, you know, it doesn't take much longer to do two than one. So it's done from the exterior. It's not the interior shutoff valve that you, you're working on. It's the exterior one that you're working with. It's accessed from the exterior, but the, 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 the rubber piece is actually a foot inside the house. So uh, I don't know how to answer that, but it is a done from the outside. All that stuff unscrews. You'll need two wrenches, you know, one to unscrew the outside nut and one to hold the one closest to the house uh, from twisting. Otherwise, you'll really do some damage. So I think you answered the question. I was worried that this had to be done from the inside of the house uh, where the shutoff valve is before it goes to the exterior. Yeah. You're saying no, it's the, uh, it's the exterior one that needs to be fixed. Yes, sir. All you have to do from the inside is shut off the water so you don't get hit in the chest with a big, you know, uh, you know shaft of water flying out at rapid okay. speeds. Okay. You answered the question. I really appreciate it. All right, Norman. Thank you much, my friend. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Kevin Welsh. Man, oh man, we're controlling water here on this Saturday. Kevin's going to try and help you keep it from coming through the foundation. And we've got Norman. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, do you remember, I don't know, I'm dating myself. How, how many of you are uh, Three Stooges fans? You remember the one where they were plumbers or electricians and they couldn't, you know, they were kind of crossed over their skills. So they were, uh, you know, they had electrical problems where water was coming out of the electrical conduit. And it's like, wow. All right. Well, when the water hits, I think, Mo in the chest or in the face, uh, that's why you turn the water off with Norman on the inside of the house. Because if you back that puppy out, you know, that thing will hit you like a bullet, basically, the whole housing body or the housing guts that come out. And the next thing is you'll be plenty wet. So make sure you turn that water off from the inside before you start that repair. Is that fair advice, uh, Mr. Kevin? That was some good advice. I just took note of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Every time I come in here, I learn something from you. I'll I tell you what. You know, this is failure-based learning style. Every one of these suggestions I have for you and all those silly stories I tell you about Mo getting hit by water, I've done that. 
Yeah. This is called failure-based learning style. I am your research and development, so I made all the mistakes for you. I'm already pre-disastered, so now I can help you avoid those same silly mistakes that I did. Well, let's see what's cooking here with my friend uh, Kevin. Hey, we've got two Kevins. Kevin, how can we help you, my friend? Hi, how are you today? Um, yeah. Appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I have a house that's about 15 years old. It, it faces to the uh, to the north. And whenever we get a hard rain like we've had in the last couple of days, um, I get some water uh, that runs down the interior basement wall. Uh, it appears to be coming in like from underneath the bandboard. And what's got me confused is the front of the house is brick. Uh, that goes up about eight feet, and then above that is is uh, siding, and I've caulked all that uh, area again, and I cannot figure out how that water. It just seems like it's getting behind the brick, and then it, it hits that bandboard, and then comes down the interior into that utility room. Do you have any suggestions of what what we could look at, or where we might uh, focus our efforts to get that that that. Uh, issue resolved yeah that's a tough one kevin i've crossed that a few times in my day and um it it's a head scratcher um you so you've you've caulked above the brick where the brick and the siding meet yes i have there is like a metal uh like cap on the brick uh you know yeah. that the bricks capped with and then uh i did look there appears to be you know some weep holes down at the bottom of the, the brick as i said the house is only about 15 years old um but uh I just cannot figure out for the life of me where this water is, is uh, entering. And it only does it if it's a pretty severe rain and from the north where it's really hitting that brick. But it's a significant amount of water. I end up with a fairly sizable puddle. Fortunately, it ends up in a utility room, uh, but it's it's not going to fix itself. What's your, to... um, Kevin, what's your landscaping in that area look like? Is it is it high above the brick yeah, at all? Yeah, it's. That's the other thing that's got me befuddled is it's uh, well above grade. Um, so the, uh, the the lawn slopes off pretty significantly to the to the right. And so this area is, you know, probably three to four foot of the foundation sticks up out of the ground before it even gets to the brick. Hey, so Kevin. it's not like it's hitting, you know, like the, the, the ground goes right up to it or anything. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What, what is your siding above that brick? Uh... It's vinyl. It's vinyl siding. Okay. The water's coming right through the vinyl siding. Vinyl siding is called cladding. Brick is even called cladding. Uh, think of it as a um, water, water leaking outside surface. Uh, water comes through brick in about 20 seconds. Water comes through vinyl siding. If you think about it, all the pieces at each place that laps, you know, this is not a submarine. That water is driving right through your siding, probably down uh, into, um, oh, uh, the, the flashing brake between the siding and the top of the brick. The point is water's getting behind that siding, either at the bottom of the window, the flashing point, or it's getting behind the siding above that, traveling down behind the flashing cap on top of the brick. And once the water is behind that, it the it the next stop is the top of the foundation. Okay. So, uh, and suggestions for repair. I mean, is that something where they would tear the siding and the brick off, or how do you how what no. would your suggestion be for? Uh, seeking help on this. Well, there's supposed to be a flashing, usually a plastic, uh, 30 mil black plastic 
flashing at the bottom of the brick. So I don't, I suspect that is present and probably working fine. Uh, however, when the water gets onto that sheathing or if the Tyvek is improperly lapped, usually the Tyvek, if you've got house wrap, it goes on and then the bricklayers nail this flashing black plastic on, on top of it. Well, that's a reverse lap. That's like putting your shingles on starting at the top where, you know, the water coming down the slope actually gets scooped into and behind the flashing. So I suspect that black plastic is improperly installed. Um, you and hundreds of thousands of other uh, people that within the sound of my voice, that's just the way, that's an industry practice. Uh, unfortunate, yep. but that's two trades not really understanding how they intermesh or should perform together. Uh, but I don't think that's your problem. I think your problem is most of that water is coming in related to your vinyl siding. I would pull that vinyl siding off and put 80% of the effort into how do I really flash and stop the water coming through that big screen, which is vinyl siding, and, and how that bottom of the vinyl siding terminates, because sometimes they just put these U-channels. Well, what that is, is it's a gutter, but those two gutters don't have caps on, so the water comes in, and if it, um, if it ends at a window, it'll be right at the corner of the window, and it just dumps it in like a, you know, like a little garden hose. So. Yeah, it is a U-channel. You're right there. I, I do know that. Yeah, well, th where does the end of that U-channel drain? Because the water definitely comes off the face of that siding yeah i'll have to take a look at that that's uh yeah definitely yeah so just think through like that of uh you know if i'm water just assume water's getting behind there uh and and so basically your house should shed most of the water out to the top cap of your brick and over without the siding on it so your flashing should re-divert the water from traveling either down your house wrap or down the sheathing hit that flashing pretty well sealed to either the Tyvek or the, uh, the sheathing. And if you do have house wrap, um, I normally would say cut it, but in this case, probably not. I would seal it, I'd caulk it, or use a, um, a butyl tape or, or a, a Tyvek brand tape to tape the top of that flashing at the location above, at the top of the brick. Um, okay. and, and then if, if you're confident that turning a hose, and I'm not asking you to do this, turning the hose on the face of your house and shedding that water before you put the siding back on, you're 80% home. Okay. You follow Thank the you logic much. behind all that, Kevin? I did, yeah. I appreciate the your advice. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, there's, there's a, I can't tell you the, the amount of projects we do at Mosby Building Arts doing just that because, you know, the, the, the framers put the Tyvek up, the house wrap, and then the bricklayers come in and they nail that plastic on because there was no communication between framing. So now you've got reverse flashing there. There's one place that's a problem. And then you get the siding guys come in and, and they don't really realize that they're responsible for keeping the water out. They just put siding over the raw building materials. So now on just your wall, you've got two erroneous assemblies of that not only uh, leak, but they support leaks. They create leaks. So that's that's why I talk about education being so important in this industry. Uh, because if, you know, it, what was, I forget, our the patriot that said, you know, if we don't hang together, we will surely hang uh, uh, separately. Well, that's kind of what happens with the trades. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, Kevin. Take care. Thank you. Bye. And, and I, I try to arm you with the why. And then you can generally figure out the what. 
I mean, that's really how the training goes at, at, you know, my home, Mosby Building Arts. It's like, okay, here's what happens and here's why it happens. And if you do this right, that still doesn't mean it's not going to leak because remember that thing over there, that's a different trade and they're going to do this and that's going to breach your new handy dandy flashing because that's how they nail. Oh, well, if they nail that on, it's not going to mess all that. Right. You need to go over and talk to that guy and. Anyway, that's so I'm bridging, breaching all that about what a general contractor, construction manager, foreman, superintendent, leader, whatever we want to call them. Those are the guys responsible for everybody playing well together in the sandbox. How's that, Mr. Kevin? Perfect. Yeah. And, 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 and just learned something again. Well, how many times <laughs> has Helitech come in to fix something, you know, and it, there were three other opportunities to miss it or to fix it, you know, to not create the problem where it then just sloughed down to this, you know, foundation repair because the other three trades missed it. Right. Yeah. Sometimes what I see with that is that the landscaping's built too high. You know, a lot yeah. of people just have their landscaper come out every year or twice a year sometimes and slap more mulch down and more mulch to make it look fresh. Well, now the next thing you know, it's it's rising above the uh, the, uh, yeah. the band board, and now you're getting water coming in between the brick and the and the foundation. So in this case, you know, that's why I asked him the question about oh. the the landscaping. But he's well below it. So yeah, Mike Miller calls Mike just to that point. Mike Miller calls St. Louis the mulch capital of the universe, <laughs> just for that reason, because people landscape and mulch up over that. Yeah. Brick we like to see that that dirt and that, that landscaping about four to six inches below the brick line. And that's something um, you yeah. look for. Oh, all the time. Yeah, yep. you're out looking for simple things, too. Yep. yep. All right. Hey, we're going to take a short pause. Come back for more here on University of KMOX. Get ready for the Cards and Tigers tonight. Emron Total Access 415. First pitch 510. Hear it here on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. And we've got Kevin Welch in the house, maybe a little bit under duress. Uh, he showed up. I chained him to the desk. We're going to get him for, you know, as we say, road hard, put away wet, an old cowboy term or horsemanship term, as you will. Let's see what's cooking and go speak with Chuck. Hey, Chuck, Scott Mosby, Kevin Welch, how can we help? Uh, yes, sir. I... We bought a house that's about five years old in Wentzville, and we've got three basement windows. One is the escape window, and the other two are regular basement windows. Well, the grade slopes toward the house and meets right at the bottom of those two basement windows. Uh, in addition to that, that's where the pump in the basement is located. So we have water drainage coming out of there. Um, I'm trying to prevent a potential leak problem. Um, what, what can I do outside of putting those window wells in? Can I, uh, and who does that? We probably need some backfill as well to, to kind of get the slope away from the house where now it's a slight slope into the house. We've not had water come in yet because the pump is pumping its little heart out. Um, but I just wondered, what do I? How do I deal with that? Uh, I'm trying to keep a, uh, a simple situation from getting uh, a lot more complex. If water it comes in those windows, I'm I'm in trouble. So, what do you suggest for that? Is that a landscaping thing? Is that a, a Helitech type of thing? Or who do you recommend that can 
kind of look at that whole drainage picture on that side of the house and come up with a remedy for me? Well, number one, the answer is a landscaper to regrade that. Um, number two, the, the whodunit, um, this is Builder 101. Don't slope the water toward the house. What happened is the builder, five years ago, either put that foundation in too low or basically uh, did not create a drain for those window wells or the bases of the windows. You just have to make that water a better offer. You know, and Helitech can help you with that. But the problem is, you know, is Builder 101, in my opinion, either the grade was put in too low, you know, sloping toward the house. And the real answer is, you know, whoever decided the elevation or how high up and down the foundation was installed got the place in too low. Uh, everybody wants a, a flat lot until the water slopes toward the house and you make this phone call. So the foundation is actually in the ground, probably eight inches too far. Uh, makes for some nice entries and e easy, uh, you know, walk in and out of the door things. Um, but now when you have that situation, you're regrading the entire yard. I would say nine out of 10 landscape contractors don't understand it because this is water 101, not uh, pretty landscaping 101. Right. So, so that, You're that, exactly right. Well, so now you have to get with somebody who understands the water as the patient or problem and the foundation in need, you know, thus back to Kevin Welch on, you know, how do you get the water away from the house? But this is a big deal. You're, you're regrading that whole yard. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So, so I should uh, give you the tech call and talk to Kevin or Kevin, is this something uh, do you, do you regrade full foundations like that or deal with them uh, window by window? Well, yeah, we can do both. It really gets into, you know, what, what all's there, you know, if, yeah. if you've got bushes and plants and things like that, that you want to try to salvage and, and, and yeah. re redo and all that, then you're probably best suited to go towards a landscaper for the regrading. Yeah. Um, yeah there's, there's no landscaping there. The only concern is the irrigation system hookup is on that side of the house as well. So I guess we have to leave that where it is against the foundation. But yeah. I was thinking window wells and then some kind of regrading. It's possible, Chuck, that it's possible that we could do window wells and put drains in those yeah. window wells and then pipe that water elsewhere. We could look at possibly putting in a you know, a sump pump inside of the window wells once we've put the window wells in. You know, it's just best that you don't want to put a window well in um, or an egress uh, egress in without putting some kind of way for the water to get out of there. And, and that's the problem. Yeah. Otherwise, you're forming a swimming pool. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the, the egress seems to be draining well. I haven't spotted any problem over the last couple of days, but it's where we don't have those window wells and those uh, basement windows are just flush against the ground. Yeah, you're probably yeah. adding window welds and, and you know, it, it just, um, you know, contractor A made a mistake on that. You know, contractor B put the windows in where they, they're supposed to go. You know, now contractor C, Helitech, has to go back and, you know, correct what, you know, the first er error. Yeah, and Chuck, you said, you're, you said you have a sump pump? Yes, we do, and it's in that, that same corner where the window wells should be, um, in that corner of the house. And that thing's uh, work, no, it's working really that, hard, you said? It, yeah, it seems to be running uh, uh, quite a bit, and uh, uh, I put a backup system 
on it just in case the battery fails or lose power or whatever. But there's no sign that there's been any water problems. I just don't want to walk down there some morning and find some. Um, And so we're trying to avoid the issues. And the landscapers, you know, like you said, they're more concerned about how it looks. I'm more concerned about getting the water away from the house and wherever it needs to go. Yeah, and we could also look at putting in, um, you know, some French drains on that side of the house that can wick some of the water away. Um, so there's other things. But, yeah, this is certainly something, Chuck, we'd be we'd be happy to come out and take a look at it for you. And if we get out there and find out it's something that's not in our wheelhouse, we're going to direct you, you know, a different way. Yeah. Okay, terrific. Well, I'll give you guys a call Monday if that's all right with you. You can do that or you can even call today. They've, we've got some staff in the office today due to all the rain we, we staffed up to to be able to try to handle some calls today. What's that phone number, sure. Kevin? That, that number's 1-800-246-9721. Okay, I got it. All Thank right. you, guys. I, I really enjoy your uh, your shows because you teach me a lot about stuff I should have learned years ago, I guess. But it makes sense. You know, we're, we have a water problem. I'm not, we're ne- we don't have a landscape problem. Right. So right. It, isolating the problem helps us find the solution, so... Amen, Amen, Brian. Appreciate that. Thank All you. Right, Chuck. Take care. Bye. All right, there we go. The water does not run uphill uh, unless it's ice, and then it does, or unless it de- can't get away fast enough so the window well fills up or whatever, and then it does run uphill, literally, as the water rises. Uh, Home Improvement Camel X. Take a short pause. We've got some things here just for you. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, we are here on KMOX Home Improvement. We have Kevin Welch of Helitech, Scott Mosby of KMOX. We are live and lively. Let's go to an interesting topic here and talk to Phil. Hey, Phil, good morning. Kevin and Scott, how can we help? Hey, good morning. Love your show. It's been great. I've heard it for, I don't know, 20 years or more probably, and I just think it's fantastic. I really want to thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, my question is, I have two problems that are all related to the same thing. At my front of my house, uh, near the house, the concrete has sunk. I had it mud jacked about 15 years ago with concrete, mm-hmm. and it stayed up till about the last two or three years and started to come down a little bit. But the other problem is, my front porch, which is about 8 by 15 feet, is uh, concrete. It's got footings below it that go down below grade. But the ground underneath is becoming washed out or sinking, probably sinking because, you know, the builders put all that garbage next to the house when they uh, uh, get all done rather than paying for somebody to haul it away. Ouch. And that stuff, you know, that stuff rots after a while. But anyway... Um, my question is, is it better to have somebody come in and pump concrete underneath a sidewalk that's sinking and the uh, porch that is not sinking but that you can see underneath it, or is it better to have that foam material? Uh, I've heard both ways. The foam doesn't deteriorate, but, you know, from the pictures I've seen, it becomes like an ant farm in there with only insects burrowing in it. Yeah, Phil, um first of all, the walkway, let's address that one. The walkway, you could do either the, the poly jacking or the, the mud jacking. Um, the, the mud jacking that you did 15 years ago is starting to erode, leads me to maybe believe that there's some maybe some water going on that's maybe eroding it. 
Are you have downspouts uh, in that area that could be washing that stuff out? No, there's not. I mean, I, all my downspouts run underground, and I live on a hill. Uh, <clears throat> but some of that, I mean, all of the uh, uh, downspouts are, are graded, and, and they flow beautifully down the hill. And uh, there, there's no water next to the house. Yeah, and then it's just seen its life. You know, to get 15 years out of that stuff is, is pretty darn good. Um, the poly, yeah, it, it is the new technology. It is the... It is, is something that is working better than the than the lime cementaceous product that we pump underneath um, for mud jacking. Um, is the, por- the going to the porch? Is the porch? Did you say it was settling or it's not settling? It's just no, got a porch, void. The, the porch has not settled at all. There it's is just, a void. Okay. Yeah, there's a void underneath that I can see now. In the past, I've taken crushed limestone and pushed it underneath there, and uh, 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 some concrete product that. Uh, uh, you sink posts, you know, you put uh, posts in the ground with, but again, eventually it's sinking again or settling below it. But the porch has not moved at all. And the, there's actually brick on top of the porch, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me. And that's, and that's not cracked at all. And the mortar between the brick has not had any problem. And that all looks great. But I, I just think that it's washing out underneath. Yeah. So the, in that case, what we could do is come in and do what, what's called a grout fill. So if there's a hole on the side, ideally somewhere on the side of the front where we can stick our pump under, you know, our, our pumps underneath there and pump the same material that you you would use to, to do the mud jacking and just fill that, yeah. vo- fill that void and close it up and probably run some critters out of there too. Yeah. It's a high-tech version of the crushed stone you've been putting underneath. But, uh, and even, I, I would vote in even that that sidewalk is a, a settling issue from when the house was built. It just, you know, you know, death by a thousand cuts over 15 years. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. It's just the stuff is settled on that on the uh, sidewalk. And yeah. probably there's been some settling underneath the porch, too. So you think the cement-based product is better than the uh, poly product? For filling that void. For filling that void, yes, because yeah, you're going to get into, you know, the other issue that you need to think about is that the poly is a lot more expensive than the, than the mud material. So if you're just trying to close up a void and you're not trying to lift and, and stabilize something, then then you're better to go with the grout. Yeah. Okay, great. You And you and Helitech does that kind of thing? We started 31 years ago as only doing that, and we're still doing it, a lot of it today. Around the block. Okay. Yep. Great. All right. Well, I sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Phil. All right. Yep. Kevin's done this once or twice before. Uh, Stay tuned. Hour two coming up here. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Kevin Welch, live.